You're hearing Born of Dirt by Senza, featuring my pal Jamie Giles on guitar and vocals. Born of Dirt is from the album Even a Worm Will Turn, which was probably easily my most listened to album of 2019. If you have not had the chance to hear that yet, stop what you're doing right now and fix that. I was born in Eugene, Oregon, uh, shortly after when I was a very young child, like four or five years old. Uh, my family moved to Oak Ridge, Oregon, which is a very small, like 3,000 person town. Um, my whole family, uh, other than myself, is very religious. So there was a lot of like church background and stuff growing up. Uh, my uh, mom made me take piano lessons when I was a kid, and I hated it at the time, but it kind of gave me the uh, the musical background that I've learned to appreciate and stuff. Uh, moved back to Eugene when I was about 16 because uh, our house foreclosed, uh, just family debt and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of lived in Eugene for a while up until the last, like, uh, until September, I just moved up to Portland. Yeah. Um, is, yeah, uh, I don't know. Is the rest of the band still in Eugene or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought so, but I wasn't sure about that. Um, <clears throat> so when you were growing up, you said you, you, your, your parents had you play piano when you were younger and you like didn't get into that much, but, um, did your parents, did they listen to a lot of music around the house? You said they were religious so i don't know if that means like you know religious music or um um sort of like my my mom is very uh when it comes to her taste in music it's very soft so she would listen to a lot of like hymns and stuff and outside of that like she likes Coldplay. okay um and my yeah you know like that kind of stuff uh my dad is much more into like like metal and classic rock and stuff but just would never play it around my mom because she'd have a hard time with it. Yeah. Did your dad ever um, come see Senza play? Uh, once. It's it's not really uh, his thing. He doesn't really like screaming in metal and stuff like that or, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, he he's come out to watch once. But I have a hard time getting him out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that uh that whole i wish there wasn't the screaming thing is like it's i wonder like it's going to be like our you know it's going to be like our generation like as parents where that's gonna you know possibly yeah and you know but um right right yeah uh so when you were playing piano um you were taking lessons yeah yeah i uh I got really good at, I would never practice. So I got really good at sight reading because I needed to make sure that I uh, sounded like I had improved (laughs) (laughs) without actually practicing. So uh, if I actually practice, I'd probably be actually good at piano, but I still am not uh, that great, unfortunately. Yeah. How long did you stick? How long did you stick with that? Uh, I played piano from like five years old till I was 18. and still like fiddle around with it here and there so i can i can kind of figure stuff out but um i'm not nearly as uh well versed as i used to be i guess yeah yeah now you said 
you said that you were learning to sight read. What other kind of, um, like, what other kind of things were you doing? Like, what's an average lesson like? Um, so they usually be like an hour long. Um, I'd spend the first like 10 minutes just doing like finger exercises and warm, warm ups and stuff and, uh, just getting ready to play. And then usually, um, like my, my teacher had like a few songs that she would want me to learn. Um, she, so like my whole family is Mormon. Um, and so she would have me learn a couple of different hymns and then like a couple of different pieces of classical music and then would let me pick a song. And I'd usually pick a soundtrack from some video game or something, some like sheet music that I found online. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Just, yeah. <clears throat> that might seem like a boring question, but it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty strange to me how varied the answers that I've gotten, like, um, from, you know, people who have taken lessons, not necessarily piano, but just different kinds of right, lessons. Right. At how, like, one person will be like, oh, they just taught me Nirvana songs. And the next person will be like, they wanted me to learn these scales. And so it's oh, like, right, right. yeah, it's, it's, you know, perhaps piano is a little more uh, regimented, like it's perhaps the experience is more in line with one another than guitar or drums or something, but yeah. yeah, I, I guess I could see that it definitely like all of the, uh, music theory knowledge that I have just comes from those piano lessons. Like I know like, you know, especially with sheet music too, about like scales and time signatures and stuff like that. But like, I, I still, I can't really play scales on guitar. I have to like visualize it on piano and then move my fingers accordingly. It's, I, I never really transferred that skill over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know any of that stuff. My dad, um, tried to show me a scale once. Like, that's not true. I guess I do know one, the one scale that's just like, I don't know. Then I don't know if there's like the, a main one, but yeah. Um, and then like the, the root note harmonic minor or whatever, just the, the one that you need to play it screamo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, like he just showed me this thing one time to, he was like, you got to practice stuff like this and your fingers will get mm -hmm. good. And, um, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, but, uh, but I did, yeah. like, I didn't, I probably didn't give him satisfaction of like letting him know I was, but, um, but then he would, he would just be like, oh yeah. And this is called like, I think I'm, I may be saying this wrong, but, uh, I remember him saying something like, oh yeah, like, and this is a Fijian scale. And then he showed me this thing that was like, like, it just melted my brain. And I was like, no. Nah. Oh yeah. The, the different like modes and stuff that go into a scale. That, yeah. That's kind of where I fell off. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I sort of get it, but I don't really know how to apply it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it, it's, it was one of those things, like the thing hit, he started playing, like sounded really cool, but I had no idea what he was, you know? Um, right. Right. But yeah. Um, so how long did you like, how long was it before you were like wanting to play other instruments and how did that come about? Um, I started, I started playing guitar a little bit when I was like, um, 14 or 15. Like I, I tried to take lessons for like a month, but I didn't really gel with the teacher super well and kind of just 
started looking at tabs and teaching myself. Um, I ended up like when I was 16, I sold all of my, I was like, okay, I like video games a lot and I like music a lot. Um, but I kind of want to pursue music a little bit more. So I sold all of my, um, like I had a Nintendo Wii and a Nintendo DS at the time. And I sold all of that to buy like a cheap electric guitar and then kind of just went from there. Yeah. What did, what was the first guitar you were able to get? Um, it's like, it's, it's weird. Cause it's, it's some, it's like an Epiphone, but it looks like a, a Stratocaster. It's like some weird model that they only made for like a year or two that like doesn't really exist anymore. Oh. I just loaded it up with a bunch of corny stickers. Huh. Um, my dad, my dad helped me put like a, a humbucker in the, in the bridge so that I could have slightly nicer pickup, but that's what I used for a while. Yeah. And what kind of music were you listening to when you were first learning to play? Um, stuff like, I don't know. I listened to a lot of like the kind of hot topic era, pop punk, I guess. Uh, oh. it was lots of like fallout boy and yellow card and stuff like that. Um, they played in drop D and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like I, I can just do that with one finger. I don't have to do a full power chord for a lot of it. And just learning to cut corners at an early age, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't think I like, it's kind of wild. Like I think I was playing guitar for a little while before I d discovered drop D and it was like, I think it was that band helmet. I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. How are they making, like, how are they making that? And then, and I, like, maybe, like, saw a video or something, and I was like, wait, he's playing it with, like, one finger. And I don't remember who, like, was like, yeah, you do this. And I was mm -hmm. like, what? Because I was, like, at that point, you know, I was, like, into, like, older punk stuff and, and everything. And so I was, like, doing stuff, like, if I would learn a Ramon song, I would, learn it the way the Ramones played it, like all down picked and stuff. I was making things like ridiculous right, right. for myself. And uh <clears throat> and then Drop D comes along and was like, huh. But I actually never really I didn't play in Drop D until like a really long time. Just I don't know, I just wasn't I didn't it wasn't the way I was most comfortable writing, I guess. Things just you know Yeah, yeah. 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 But um I don't know, you know, now I like to just do whatever. It's fun you know yeah yeah i'll uh i'll mix it up sometimes i feel like when i do play in drop d or whatever i will fall into certain tropes that like uh -huh. i don't necessarily want to overuse so sometimes i'll switch to standard or play around in an open tuning for a little bit just to kind of get myself out of that mindset and then come back to it and try to play some of that same stuff yeah i feel like it's super easy to get into that like where you're you're hitting an open in between every other like thing you're doing yeah exactly instead of, it, instead of doing, you know yeah yeah exactly um it, it, it has the time and place for sure but it's definitely easy to just like fall into that and overuse it i guess yeah yeah it's it's weird too because you know i generally generally find that the less i think about um what I'm trying to do, the happier I am with the outcome. But there's instances yeah. like that where you definitely have to be conscious and and you you have to you know aim yourself, I guess, in a way. Mm -hmm. 
Most definitely. Yeah. Um, do, do you were saying that you were saying those bands played in drop D did yellow card play in drop D? Uh, yeah, at least I don't know if they always did, but they definitely did on their, like, I don't know. They have way more albums than I feel like they should, <laughs> uh, but the, it's, it's, it's like their fourth or fifth album. Cause I think that the album that everyone knows with ocean Avenue on it, I feel like is like their fourth full length. They were kind of a band for a while, but the, the one after that, that people don't like as much lights and sounds, uh, I don't know why I like that one more. I think it just had a little bit of a darker feel to it. And they had some, some like more rhythm based riffs that were just kind of, you know, playing around with the like lower notes and drop D that I kind of attached myself to. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the younger age. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't quite enjoy it the same way I yeah, used to. Yeah. That's wild though. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I never listened to that band like, um, the, they're like, not missing much it's <laughs> well i i mean i did listen to them i i just never listened to it like super intently like like listening sure, to sure. it to figure out what was going on it was just like the some of this sounds cool and i listened to it because i really am mm -hmm. uh quite a sucker for um violin you know so that was the yeah oh definitely <clears throat> that was the lure for me and i'm sure that was the lure for a lot of people you know i mean it was like mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, I think at the time when I heard them, you know, I could count the bands, the the heavier sounding bands that had violin on one hand, you know, so. Right, right. But yeah. Um, so were you, um, when you started playing guitar, were you immediately just like, I want to play guitar so that I can start a band and, and play shows and stuff? Or were you just like, I just think it'd be cool to play guitar? Um, the, the idea of being in a band was always something that I really wanted to do. Um, I just really lacked the, um, the self confidence to be, to write something on my own for a while. It took me a few years to decide that like, oh, okay, like maybe I can write songs. I remember talking to like my high school band teacher being like, how do I write a song? And he was just like, uh. You know, there's a lot of ways to do it and didn't really give me a super direct answer and tried to, like, get me to read a book about it. And I just didn't have the patience for that. It was, yeah, it was just a while. Yeah. Yeah, I seem to remember, like, um, I seem to remember someone telling me at some point something along the lines of, like, you can either write songs or you can't. And feeling like that was, like, super intimidating, you know. But then right. later... I kind of just like started learning other people's songs and being like, if if like Blitzkrieg Bop is a song, then why can't you just write a song? You know, like yeah, exactly. And, and that's no slight on that song. I mean, like it's a it's a uh, you know millions of people know that song and and yeah. and love it. You know, so that's it is what it is. It's just like like yeah. I mean, there's there isn't. It's not a it's not a magic equation, even though like, you know, to, to, I don't know, strike gold it, with a, yeah. with, with Creek Bop, that, that obviously there is something to that, you know, but, uh, you know, there, there is some sort of like science or, you know, like that you can apply to like analyzing music, but you don't need to understand any of that to like write or play music, you know, it, yeah, it is sure. very intimidating at first. And, I think the idea 
of someone saying like you either can write music or you can't is a little pessimistic. I feel like that's something that almost everyone could do. You just, you know, different skill levels and different parts of your life make it harder or easier to. Yeah. That was just, I mean, that was just like some, some kind of like, uh, gatekeeping like destiny fulfillment bullshit you know right, like, right. like yeah. <laughs> only the chosen ones you know um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um yeah it's it's a uh, it's wild you know like um sometimes you know i really do feel like i chat with folks or or i've gotten to know folks who have not been in a bad band but most of us mm-hmm. have definitely been in bad bands you know so it's just like if somebody's yeah. thinking like I can't write a song, like you know, like your favorite, your like favorite musicians probably been in some terrible fucking bands, so just like do it and get it out <laughs> of the way, I guess you know. Uh, it, it's it's wild too, cause like I I feel like I haven't really been proud of any music that I've created until the last like five or six years, and I definitely was in bands for like many years before that, and then I see a lot of my like musical peers at this time like i'm getting very close to 30 and i'm seeing all of these bands pop up that are like you know 18 or 19 year old kids who are writing music like in my opinion on the same caliber or better than i am right wow i wish (laughs) i wish that i had been doing this 10 years ago (laughs) yeah yeah uh but it's, it's very cool i don't know it's super inspiring to see younger people like continuing to create like amazing things yeah yeah and older people too i don't know it's wild i mean it's it's humbling and it's inspiring and uh yeah i mean you know it can be lots it can make you feel lots of ways on any given day yeah you know but uh yeah it's really cool i mean i always like i don't know somebody <clears throat> somebody was doing something where they were asking people like three things that they uh learned out of like you know, if they've been in, involved in, in punk as long as this person and as long as I have, they were like, what's the yeah. three, three things that you've learned? And like my top thing was definitely like, don't be dismissive of younger people's art, like out of hand, like just don't do it because yeah. they're going to, they're going to run shit, you know? And like, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be that asshole. Like there's never, there's never a chance for you to like you can, you know, you can own up to what you said. You can apologize, you know, but there's sure, never sure. a chance to unsay it, you know, to not. Right, right. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I mean, uh, every, you know, most, most of us are going to be in a bad band. But then, yeah, like you said, you're just like, this was, that was your first fucking band? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me? seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, st- and, you uh, know, maybe they'll look back on it and feel like it wasn't what they wanted to do or they were embarrassed by aspects of it. But like in the moment for me, you know, there's a lot of good stuff happening.
So what was your uh, your first band like? And how did that come together? Um, my very first band uh, was with my high school friend, uh, Taylor. She's the one who did the, the art for the for the Senza LP. So like I've oh, awesome. we've stayed friends for a long time. Yeah, but she just like would write lyrics and just sing like memos into her like uh, iPhone, just like the voice memos and stuff. And then I would just like try to put guitar behind it. And it was, it was like weird because the the songs were already like sort of structured, but nothing was too a metronome. And she she had pretty good pitch, so I didn't really have to worry about being like, oh, the key's going to change or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just like trying to write guitar under pre-existing vocals with no other structure there. And uh, it's really interesting, but it ended up just being kind of like pop rock sort of stuff, just yeah. basic power chords. But it was, I don't know, it was a good start for sure. Definitely yeah. helped me ease into the songwriting stuff. Um, without having to like decide everything on my own. Yeah, I've I've written um, songs like vocals first like that before, but it was like mm -hmm. I wrote the vocals and also I was writing the music later. So that's obviously yeah. quite a bit different. But yeah, but I, you know, I was, you know, the more that I um, record with other people like remotely and stuff like that, and I'm finding like yeah. there's so many ways to. Uh, construct a song you know based based on just any aspect of it you know just like mm -hmm. and um yeah it's it's um i don't know i had a really good analogy for it at some point which i'm drawing a blank on now but it's like you know there's no there there shouldn't be any like like when you think about well i i would try to do this but that seems really hard i mean Right. Every, every instrument, every thing that comes into the band is an instrument, you know, whether it's vocals yeah, or whether definitely. it's, and so <clears throat> if you're just reacting to this other instrument, the way that you would like, like if you approach it, like it's just another instrument, like if it's uh -huh. drums, you know, and you look right. for like the melody behind it, I mean, it sounds weird, but they're really, there's something to it you know yeah yeah but yeah uh obviously you know vocals is is it, it, all melody um but yeah, there's there's yeah. also percussion there as well you know and the cadence of the the uh the words and stuff so i don't know i think it's mm -hmm. i think it's wild like i think it's fascinating like just i actually spend a lot of time trying to think of like what's what's a way that you think would be really hard to write a song like what what instrument would come first where you'd be like that'd be really hard to write to mm -hmm. like you know and um if that was you what would be yours what would be your answer to that question um so i i guess currently at this point in time um and this might relate to the I guess the hardest thing that I'm having right now with writing music is uh, like writing a second guitar part to a pre-existing guitar part, which is the. I feel like it's a very like silly thing to have a hard time with. Um, but so to 
to give a little bit of context, uh, when I moved to Portland, uh, Rosa asked me to play second guitar in Clavel. Okay. Um, and they're, they're actually, I'm sitting outside in my car right now because they're, uh, Rosa and Tyler are practicing in the garage. <laughs> um, but I've been having, cause like I can sit down and write my own music all day, but as soon as I have to put something to someone else's music, I just like start to fall apart a little bit. <laughs> I'm just like, I have to use a hundred percent of my brain to make that work. Um, rather than just like, cause like when I, when I write music for myself, I program a lot of it in guitar pro and sometimes I'll start with drums. Sometimes I'll start with bass. Sometimes I'll start with guitar and just kind of like compose it all together. Um, but yeah, I don't know something about trying to fit something that I would write over something that someone else wrote, especially yeah. on the same instrument is, uh, just, you know, it's a learning process. I'm, I've mostly been playing in one guitar bands for a long time and, mm -hmm. uh, doing a second guitar is a new challenge. Do you feel like, do you feel like part of it is, is, um, that you are, you're afraid of changing the intent of the original part or, or like, or you're afraid, uh, like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like stepping on the toes um, of the original thing. Um, there, there's definitely a little bit of that in there. Oh, I feel like we've we've only practiced together a small handful of times since I've moved up here because our like my work schedule most days keeps me at work until like ten or midnight. Um, but in the few days that we've practiced, like the communication has always been super open, which I appreciate. Like we're all like, like, like they'll even ask me they like Tyler and Rosa specifically Rosa, because she has had the structure for all these songs written for a long time, but she'll still ask me questions like, do you think we should do this or should we do this? And like, I don't feel like I'm necessarily stepping on any toes. Yeah. I just feel like more, more so like, especially since I never really got a whole lot of formal training, I've definitely min maxed myself in a way to where like I can do specifically what I do like pretty well, but anytime I have to learn something that's not exactly the way that I would play or like fit something to what someone else is playing, I just have a hard time with that because it's not the way that I would normally do things. So it's great for like learning more, but it's definitely like I have to uh, be a lot smarter about what I'm playing instead of falling into, again, like the tropes that I would normally fall back on yeah yeah i you know I, I um yeah it's like i i feel like i i really excel at um do, at building off of something that's already existing um but like mm -hmm. what what happens to me is like even you know if the communication is completely 100 percent like yeah, just do whatever you want. Yeah. And, you know, and, and even if the feedback that I get is like really, really positive, I'm always like, but did I, but did I ruin it? Like, you know, like, right, right. Uh, that, that kind of self-conscious, like, like this is someone else's creation and now I'm painting it with my own input. Yeah. Definitely weighs on me sometimes. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could, you can, when, 
you know, when the, when there's one guitar and this is the way the song goes and it it it's really really rare in my opinion that when you put this other guitar part here if the two are acting independently of each other and doing interesting things like separate from one another it's really right. rare that it's that the intention of the song is not going to meld a little bit into this halfway right. point you know between the two things and that's like that's very that's like probably what most people want you know and they they want it to um not have this one dimension you know but i'm always like right subcon you know very like subconscious of it and uh yeah i don't know that's a that's a really interesting like um you know like particular like problem to deal with for sure um, right and i think that's that's part of why it's it's be, it's been so difficult for me is just because I am trying very hard to make sure what I'm playing like locks in to what Rosa has written and like doesn't really alter the feel too much like complements it instead uh -huh. um, but it, you know that just makes it take longer which in the end will hopefully make a better product but yeah it's you know it's been fun yeah. learning experience yeah that's awesome. Um, so um, you you were writing like pop songs with your friend, and um, mm -hmm. how far did that ever go? Did you did you do recordings and play shows in that project, or um, we recorded one song, um, and it exists somewhere on her computer. I think I don't have a copy of it, but. Uh, it, the recording's not very good. Uh, we played like one acoustic show and one full band show that I just recruited some friends to learn some parts and it was, it was kind of a mess, but it was fun. Yeah. So that was um, your first show? Yeah. I think the acoustic one was my first show. All right. What, um, what was that like? Was it like a coffee shop kind of thing or? Um, so there's this, uh, there's this place in Eugene called uh, Peterson Barn, and it was like a like activity center sort of that you could rent out. But if you were under the age of 18, they'd let you rent it out for free so that you could use it for like like community building or whatever kids wanted to use it for. And uh, so I had some other friends who were playing in bands at the time, um, and we all just kind of it's one of those things where none of none of the people who came to the show like knew any of the music for the most part they were just like oh we're friends and we want to go do something because you know we were all young and sober at the time and just like we're looking for something fun to do with our evening so like i probably have had more people at those couple of high school shows than i do at shows now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i can so, relate to that yeah but uh yeah, I, I don't know. It was fun. I thought I would be super nervous, but as soon as I got up there, it was it was all right. It was just like playing for a bunch of friends. Uh, what other kind of what other kind of bands were on that show? Were there other bands? Um, yeah. So I had a. Uh, so my friend um, Matt and Tyler, who play in Southtown Lanes with me now. Um, they were in a band 
at changed their name like three or four times in the two years that they were a band. So I don't remember what iteration they were. It was probably either the Retreat or Fire Torpedoes. They're just kind of a silly, like My Chemical Romance ripoff band. And then the other band was called uh, T Rex Planet, and they were just kind of like like electronic. It was just two of them. They were both just singing with a MacBook, um, but that's fun. Yeah. I don't know, just silly high school stuff. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah. Um, how long did you, um, how how long were you doing this project before you, like, and how many, and or how many projects, like, were you a part of before you started, like, doing something that you took, like, a bit more seriously and were actively, like, trying to, record and release music and play lots of shows um so there was this band and then i played guitar in like a uh metalcore band where the other guitarists could like sweet pick in circles around me while i'm just trying to like palm mute stuff um <laughs> and that band never played a single show because we no one else could keep up with the what the other guitarist was doing uh but <laughs> After that, um, I started playing in uh, Sejura with uh, Mason, who's the drummer of Senza, was the drummer of that band as well. Um, and that was like the first like screamo band that I was in. Um, I think we, we put out a song on the like the real screamo compilation that I think one of your bands was on too, the... Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, like the ache amelie or whatever. Oh yeah, it is. the ache amelie. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried taking that super seriously for a while, but then uh, Mason moved to Texas for a couple years, and that band kind of fell apart. Um, but we, we, Eugene had a very big like love for just hardcore in general, like more traditional like modern hardcore i guess i guess traditional and modern kind of don't work well with each other but like just like hardcore punk um but none of the local bands stayed together for more than a few months so our screamo band ended up like being on every hardcore show and it was kind of a weird vibe because they just wanted a local band to play but no one really cared yeah <laughs> um but yeah, we so we played a ton of local shows um, as that band and recorded a demo that I don't think I don't think Bandcamp was really a big thing at the time, so it's just like a media fire zip that probably still exists somewhere. Yeah, I don't I don't remember like you know, it was it's weird like those real screamo compilations like they really were like when they used to happen like they really did seem like a big deal back then. And it was, uh, it was pretty yeah, cool. But yeah. Yeah. I know, I know the person who did those like still and, and, uh, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's just wild. Like, you know, it, it's these, these compilations and stuff that, um, are really prevalent, you know, now and, and, you know, everybody's always like, oh, we're doing this compilation, we're doing this compilation and it's really cool, uh, you get to, mm -hmm. you know, swap songs around and everything, but it was like, yeah, yeah, then it was like, it was just like, 
what? You know, like it was unheard of or something. Um, yeah, like at, at the time, I didn't really have any of the connections that I do now with other people playing that sort of music. And like the only music that I really knew of that was happening at that time was um, like stuff like Law Dispute and Pianos Become the Teeth. Aside from like, because I, you know, I mostly listen to like Circle Takes the Square and City at Caterpillar and like Orchid and stuff like that at the time. And then he's like, newer bands that sort of sounded similar but like were a lot more like polished and vocal centric started popping up and so it was really cool to find that that compilation existed and then like it was like i felt super honored that one of our like bad screamo songs was on this list of all these other bands that i like literally never heard of but it was just like that got me started and got me started like really seeing that this was still something that was happening, you know? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, when we played out in Eugene, like all those years ago, you you mentioned Southtown lanes earlier. Have you been in Southtown lanes the whole time? Yeah. Uh, we, so we played with y'all. Yes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That show was so wild though. It's like, it doesn't surprise me that well, like we didn't meet or whatever, like, or yeah, I, I feel like, or maybe we just like we're like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I I think I bought a shirt from you that I don't wear anymore because I've gained a lot of weight since I was, a, you know, twenty. Yeah, I don't or know whatever. It was, uh, it was a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I s- still to this day, I'm I'm something I'm working on and trying to be more like open and available, but. And I guess that's part of why, because I think you mentioned something about like trying to have this conversation much previously, and I was just like, oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable talking for this long. Yeah. And uh, it's just some, you know, something I struggle with. So especially like back then too, I was probably like, like cool, I want a shirt, but I don't know how to talk to people, so I'm just gonna kind of yeah. do my own thing. Yeah, well, I I don't talk about this a whole ton uh, unless you're you know you're in the van with me on tour or something, but um, Coma Regalia mm-hmm. is is like absolutely it is a, 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 a part immersion therapy you know like because I couldn't I mm-hmm. couldn't um, I couldn't even drive on the interstate and stuff like my anxiety like social anxiety and just like uh, yeah like agoraphobic tendencies and stuff were just like controlling my life so like i was like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna use this band to like uh desensitize myself to these extremely like these situations that made me feel just like riddled with panic you know and um yeah yeah that's what i've been doing for 10 years you know I, i i'm on i'm on the highway driving and like you know i don't know the last time anybody like who knew anything about this like was like so do you still feel that way when you drive like, oh yeah right now i'm from freaking the fuck out right now but yeah, yeah. i'm doing it because this is this means like <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, yeah. To me, you know um mm-hmm. but uh yeah and that's the, you know another another thing um, part of the reason why I started doing this as well is because I just was like, you know, I, there are a lot 
of people that I've gotten to know and I, I know things about them and their lives. Like I know the things that happen when we are around one another or that you see online, you know, right. but I, but, it, and mm-hmm. you know, um, I just was like, I'll see if I can, if I can do this, if I can, um, like have these kinds of conversations with people. And it's, it's been really rewarding. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I also, as far as that show goes, that show was like super weird. So, uh, yeah, either yeah. one of us uh, could have been, yeah. Cause I mean, it was like, it was just like, just absolutely packed. And then like, there was just like, Lots mm-hmm. of weird vibes, you know. There was some people there that were, you know, like later on ended up not being very chill and stuff. But um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I know, and, I know. Yeah. <laughs> any, you're any, talking about. Anybody um, trying to like, you know, start a friendship or something at that show, just like the way. I mean, I remember like it was like so packed, and I and and we just like had to. I think we set our stuff up like in the front yard or something like that to like or in the side yeah. yard or something to like set our merch up and it was like yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know um yeah that that house uh that was the one and only show i've ever been there it was kind of like uh i don't know i don't know any of the people who lived there i don't know who talk to people to set that show up we just kind of got asked to play and i was like sure and then uh didn't love didn't love it and didn't try to ever play a show there again you know it eugene has never really had a solid diy venue for a long time and so it's always just like yeah wherever you can put it you know yeah well i mean i had like uh, you know all when all said and done i had like a perfectly fine time and i thought that uh y'all were good and gorilla stomp was good um but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a, uh, it was just a you know it was a weird show. Uh, but um, yeah, I enjoyed Eugene a lot. I after the next day I went out and I just walked from where I was to like two different comic book stores or something. It was cool. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's awesome.
I, I did not know this, but um, when I was like looking online earlier, I noticed that um, Senza started in 2015, and you were not in the band when Senza started. Um, is that was that, that is correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, were so were you just a um, were you just not on the first release or? Cause, uh, yeah, just that first release. Okay. And um, how did you c- come to be in the band? So uh, Mason and Tim started the band together uh, with Tim playing guitar. Because Mason and Tim are both, uh, they met at the U of O um, as like percussion performance majors. So they're both drummers. Uh, but Tim really wanted to play guitar in a band. And so they recruited two other uh, music students to um, like start the band, wrote and recorded that EP. And then Brandon, the guitarist, the second guitarist at the time, moved to California. And then so I started playing guitar in the band, like learned those songs. We wrote a couple other ones that might have been on that poorly recorded demo that came out afterwards. And then uh, Spencer, the bass player, moved up to Portland. And so I was ready to start playing bass for the band. And I think Tim was a little self-conscious about his guitar skills maybe, or didn't want to write anymore. I don't know exactly what it was, but Tim was like, no, I'll play bass. And so then I started playing guitar and that was kind of the the three piece that it is now. Mm -hmm. And, um, did you like at that point was was it kind of like okay we're we're starting over or were you like well we've got these songs and we're just going to keep building off of that how did the, the like dynamics of the band change since you know some roles were restructured or whatever um at first it started like all of our stuff was written super uh, organically, like we would just kind of meet up and jam. Um, and like, it was fun. I feel like we came up with some really good stuff, but I just have to be a little more meticulous about what I write to feel really good about it. So I, I never was as stoked on the songs that we, at least the parts that I was playing when we would jam like that. Cause I am, I'm not a very good, like, Oh yeah, let's like, I'll just meet up and play together. I have to, have some ideas already yeah um but uh i i had like i was trying to do like a orchid sounding-esque project um with a different homie um a few years back and had like five or six songs that i still wanted to use and just ended up pulling different sections of each of them and using them as basis bases for um like the what ended up being the two splits that we did most of that not all of it but a lot of pieces of that came from this demo that i'd written for something completely different a few years ago um and then from there like we all still write together um but i do a lot of writing on my own and then just like bring ideas to the table and then mason and tim help me like flesh it out and change it into something that's more us instead of something that's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I still tend to do most of my writing just like in my bedroom on my computer. Yeah. 
do you feel like it's just it's just difficult for you to uh come up with stuff like if you feel put on the spot or yeah uh like i'm getting more comfortable with it because i've sort of developed a playing style that feels very much like oh this is what jamie would play like like i feel like at a certain point not not that i'm like trying to say like oh like i'm super distinct and original but like i feel like i have these tendencies that are at least people that i jam with they hear something recorded and they're like oh that's obviously you yeah for um, sure. uh and so like i i have things that i'm like can fall back on and like there's times when Mason will just come up with a drum part and we'll like jam on stuff to like fit over it. But uh, I, I tend to feel more comfortable when I can be prepared, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've had like lots of different experiences, like, and it, it's, it's, it all seems to depend on, you know, pretty greatly on some of the other, you know, people that are involved. But, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's not to say that like, if someone is, if I don't just like whip out a whole song like on the spot in front of people that like I feel any less like uh, trust trustworthy of them or however you want to put that. It's not, it's just, I don't know, you know, I'm not the same person all the yeah. time, you know, like so it's right, right. It's less to do even, with other even people. Even that changes, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's less to do with other people than, than me, but. But, um, yeah, I've, I've been in either situation where it's just like, uh, you show up and you screw around with this same one or two things for like literally hours. And you're like, wow, that felt yeah, terrible yeah. and pointless, you know, mm -hmm. or just like, I've been in a situation where like, I mean, I just like screwed around with one of my friends like for like three hours and just did not play like the same thing twice just like had a great time nothing came of it but it was like very yeah. spontaneous and like any of it could have been mm -hmm. something cool if if you know if we'd st stuck with it but yeah i don't know um making music is yeah. really cool and really weird uh, <laughs> but uh yeah true <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you so right now um you are you're in three bands that I know of. So there's there's Senza and there's Tolls and there's yeah. uh yeah. now you're in Clavel. Um uh -huh. are there is that it? Not like that's not enough. I mean uh yeah. South Right, right. Uh Southtown Lanes were about five or six songs into another LP. Oh, we okay. took a break for a few years and are kinda getting back into it slowly uh but still working on that i've got a like a, a solo thing that i have finished writing i just need to get better at playing it so i can record it um i, I don't know i i feel like burdened by the idea of not being productive and so i'm always like trying to work on something new i don't know it yeah. I just feel like if I'm not working on something, what's the point? Like, yes. so I'm always trying to push myself, even if I, like, I haven't released new music in like over a year, but I'm still trying to like keep writing stuff and working on stuff. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I, yeah, a few years ago, I ch I would like wanted to challenge myself, so I was like, I'm gonna release like something every month, and yeah, um, yeah, and I did it, and I, you know, I 
it was like a hundred and something songs in like one year. And I was like, yeah, that is well. wild. <laughs> Man, I was Do you like, remember how to play all of them? Oh, of course not. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, I could figure it out, but of course not. But yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, but after that it was like, well, it's not that I didn't enjoy that. And it's not that I, like, I kind of, you know, I kind of did get like, a little bit of like a rush or whatever from having like a deadline I wasn't uh, wasn't a hundred percent sure I was gonna meet or whatever you know right um, uh, mm. but uh yeah it, it was it was just like you know the just put just implying these own this own bit of pressure like on myself you know for mm -hmm. for what reason you know other than the fact that I wanted to see if I can do it. And I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Now it's like, I, I feel the same way as you do. You're describing where you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, if I'm not like, like I should be working on that. Cause this is a thing that's not finished or, or I should be doing that. And then, but then I'm like also trying to be like, shit, you know, like what, like where, what how how do i draw the line to where like i let myself actually just like relax or whatever without feeling guilty cuz that's right. the you know that's the thing where you're like like oh i i should have done those vocals today and you're like but like i shouldn't feel guilty that i didn't you know like yeah. right right i don't know it's uh it's really hard so um what is this uh what's the solo thing like uh, it's just like a very ugly, dissonant, like more black metal leaning sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I was just trying to write something like a, a plebeian grandstand, oh, right. but I can't, I have trouble committing to just being that ugly and dissonant all the time. So I find ways to work like melodies and some melodic elements in there. And so, I don't know, it's, it's just something that like I, I wrote into guitar pro like with a guitar in front of me and like kind of figured stuff out but now that i'm like going back and like teaching myself how to play it i realize that i'm a little in over my head and have a lot of practicing to do <laughs> yeah well that'll that'll d definitely uh keep you busy then i guess um yeah 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 it, as you know as as long as i can play it without getting discouraged you know it's good it'll keep me moving yeah for sure so what about um what about Senza and Clavel? Where are those bands at with um, with current projects? Like, what are each of those bands working on? Uh, so we, um, before I joined Clavel, Senza and Clavel were going to put out like a a split together. Mm -hmm. um, I have the the whole Senza side for it um, is pretty much written. We just need to get good enough to record it at this point um and then now it feels kind of silly because i'm just putting out a split with myself and that was never the <laughs> intention but it's just kind of the way that it is now so uh rosa has the entirety of the like lyrics and structure and everything for the clavel side of the split written but she just needs to get me and uh tyler up to speed so that we can perform it as well so it's just kind of like you just got to grind and practice for a little bit to uh, 
to make it happen. So we're hoping to, you know, record sometime early next year, but we'll see. So both projects are, are working on the same, towards the same goal at the moment. Yeah. Uh, uh. it's been, it's been really cool. Cause I don't like, I have like concepts and ideas of what I want the Senza lyrics to be about. Cause I, I'm not trying to repeat the same, like, themes and stuff that I did with the, the LP. Um, so, but since, I don't know, it's kind of cool since Rosa has all of these lyrics written for the Clavel side, she sent them all to me and I've, um, we thought it would be cool to like share some themes and topics and maybe even some lines. I've always liked the idea of like naming a split rather than it just being like the two bands. Yeah. Um, and so I've ended up taking some lines from her lyrics out of context and repurposing them into something that kind of fits more of my narrative. So it'll kind of be like a little, not like Easter egg or anything like that, but a little more cohesive, like the songs, like you'll find it's the same lyric in, you know, one of each of our songs. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Trying, trying to look at it as a whole rather than like just, two bands that put out music together, you know? Yeah. 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 I've always wanted to do, um, <clears throat> I've always wanted to do a split where like, basically, uh, the band, like the bands each had like, maybe each band had like two songs and then like, like this would obviously have to be like on like a one-sided record or, or on a, a CD or a, one-sided tape but i always mm -hmm. wanted to have it to where like um <clears throat> the the first band would have like two songs and then the in the third song like the like essentially the other band would come over in the middle of the third song like like there'd be a part oh, so like that was like, like a, almost a collaborative track. Yeah, like like maybe like the the the, the third song, the first ba band plays like a minute and a half of the f song, say if it's like a three minute song, and then it ends mm -hmm. on this like neener neener neener, and then the second band just comes in with dun dun dun, and then that other guitar just like peters out until the other band takes over the song essentially, but. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I like that a lot. It was supposed to happen with this one thing, but it didn't happen. The the band just like hmm. they forgot. <laughs> and uh, oh, it was no. like, <laughs> they sent me the thing and I was like, This doesn't work for what you're talking about and they were like, Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I was like, Okay, oh, no. never mind, it's cool. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, um, keep that idea in the back pocket, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um so um what's what about uh, tolls. Tolls is the last one that we haven't touched on. Is that um, are you all still doing doing things and 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 uh, planning on uh, putting something new out soon? Or yeah, so um, like a week ago, I just put down bass and vocals for uh, a new song that we're putting out on a split with this band from Stockton, California, called No Worries. Um, it's a very short song, like a minute and 20 seconds or something like that. But uh, Austin and Josh of Tolls have been meeting up like once or twice a week and are working on putting together like a 
it's like a hardcore band so like an lp would be like 20 minutes something like that you know about yeah. that much music so we've got like seven songs that um i'd say four or five of them i know how to play and i have lyrics written for like three of them but um i've got a little catching up to do for that project but we're hoping to record like a you know an album sometime next year as well and it and with is um is clavel the only project that you have like everyone else lives in other places right yeah everyone else is in uh eugene for the most part yeah um but I, i'm i'm still paying monthly rent on our practice space down there even though i haven't used it in a few months but uh like i keep my gear there for the most part and um once my work schedule kind of um becomes a little bit more consistent we're gonna hopefully try to pick a day so i can just because it's like it's a two-hour drive it's not that far i can go down for a weekend here and there and practice And that was my conversation with Jamie Giles. Thank you so much, Jamie, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks also to anyone who's been listening for the last year or so. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>